broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them Welcome back to another edition of the Arizona 100 podcast. I'm Adrian McIntyre, joined here in our virtual studio by Abby Fink. Hi, Abby. How are you? You are the publisher of the Arizona 100. You are our lens into the unique things happening around the state of Arizona. And we're having a different conversation today than usual because we're talking about uh, interesting tidbits and historical facts and other things of that nature. What, what's going on here? Well, and I, I get a little reflective. My birthday's coming up, so I start to think about things and stuff. And and um, I've been doing a little bit of sorting through the very important mementos of my life that have, you know, collected in drawers and closets and whatnot and trying to decide if I should keep or repurpose or donate. And it kind of, it's bringing up all sorts of memories about, you know, Everything I have, of course, is significant for some purpose, but do I really still need it in order for the significance to still be important to me? So I've been thinking a lot about history and memories. Not sure what I'm going to do with all this stuff. And it's, trust me, it it's stuff that most of it I don't really need, but I need to get to that point. What about you? Well, it's certainly fascinating. You raise such an important uh, topic because I don't think many of us take the time to reflect on our relationship to things and the meaning we attach to those things. Certainly, we build museums for our most important things. We tell stories about the past using objects and texts to help us find our way and locate ourselves in in, in life and in the universe. Uh, I mean, it's a, something fundamentally human at some level. And it can also, I guess, be quite silly. I mean, I watch my own children who are two boys, six and eight, find things on the ground, decide they're fascinating and that they have to go into their treasure chest. And now I have a room in my house with boxes overflowing with kind of random stuff <laughs> that have been found on the ground. But they're treasures. They're treasures to someone. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when I was, when I was, I think coming out of college and I was, you know, I was making the decision I was going to be a journalist and I was going to use my writing talent and whatnot. And and I, I started, you know, looking back, I have probably at that point kept every paper I ever wrote, every research effort, every, everything. And, you know, why do you need those things? Well, because someday there's going to be the Fink Family Museum and they're going to want all of my papers. I'm not sure my fourth grade history paper on Minnesota is really going to make it to any sort of family museum, but it does bring up the idea of what, you know, what's important. And, and, you know, I've got t-shirts from events that I've gone to that I will never wear, but they remind me of the thing or the people I was with or what was happening around. And that's, you know, there is some significance and it's not quite the same to, you know, take a photo and save it that way. You kind of want to have them and, you know, and reflect. And for me, it's almost like stumbling upon them. You know, I'll be cleaning out someone and something I'll say, oh, I remember when we did whatever ticket, you know, stub it is or playbill from a theater experience or something. And, you know, that is just what it is. But history, yeah. it's my history. History and memory and life. You know, uh, Marcel Proust, the French writer, wrote in Remembrance of Things Past, the English title, uh, that the the taste of a madeleine, you know, a, a mm -hmm. cookie could bring back a flood of memories and went on 
quite a few pages on the topic. So it's, it's not us, Abby. It's it's all of us. It's yeah. a human thing. Well, it's really true. I mean, there's certain, um, you know, I'll, I'll smell something and that will remind me of my grandmother or, you know, I'll walk by something and it'll trigger something. It's really, I mean, your brain does a lot of funny things when, with what those memories are and you don't want to lose them, obviously. So, um, but it's been, it's been over the last several weeks and I get, a, I get a little more reflective around my birthday on certain things. And so, we can have this conversation in two weeks. I promise you I won't have gotten rid of any of what I'm talking about, but at least it's the ideas floating around that maybe it's okay if I relinquish some of these memories into just a memory. I don't need the physicalness of it all, but we'll see. Well, memory and, and meaning obviously situated differently for different folks. And in this issue of the Arizona 100, you're touching on a lot of different moments in the history of our state, different facts and, and, and perhaps little known stories uh, from our past. Maybe some folks remember them and perhaps a lot of folks, myself included, had never heard them. But right. uh, give, us a, give us some examples. What are, what are we talking about in this well, issue? If you think about, as I started to say, when, we, when I think we learned state history in fourth grade, right? I think that's when most of, of, of us learn. I was living in uh, Minnesota at the time. So my state history report was on the, the state of Minnesota. Um, so coming to Arizona then was required me to kind of pay attention to what was going on. And, and you know, we're not a very old state by, you know, kind of historical standards. We're about, a hundred, I think, 108, right? 1912. So 108, we were founded. Last of the 48 contiguous states. Yes, yes. But, you know, our our founding goes back many, many, many centuries um, with the early Native American settlers that, you know, came through this way and, and stayed in uh, what will become the state of Arizona. Uh, the Europeans that came through and and brought new customs and such. So, you know, we're we are a, a young state by um, conversation, but we do have a lot of history and a lot of historical efforts that are um, attributed to uh, the Grand Canyon State. You can remember watching, if you were a Western fan, you would see a lot of uh, depictions of the state of Arizona or the territory of Arizona when it was first founded. So we decided on this issue for um, coming up in the early uh, end of this week when it publishes that we would take a look at some of the um, really unique and different things that are um, part of our state's history and some of our early settlers and what they found. And so did you happen to know that it was the result of a card game that gave the city of Sholo its name? Did not know that. Never been to Sholo. Well, so the um, it's near the Mogollon Rim. And the story is that um, there were uh, two individuals that um, were debating over a, a piece of land and who got the right to stay and who needed to move to another location. And they decided that they would play a card game to make the decision. And the way that the story goes is the winner of the game had to show low, right? The lowest number in the card would take ownership of the land and the other would have to move along. And so show low is now the name of that city. And in honor of that card game, they named one of the main streets the Deuce of Clubs because that is considered the lowest card available in a deck of cards. Now add that to your trivia bank next time because you will definitely fascinate friends and family with that piece of, of information. 
Did you know that the country's first rodeo was held in Prescott? I did know, and I have been to that rodeo. That's a fascinating uh, example of some some kind of continuity, although, of course, the actual events have evolved a bit. The way in which rodeo competitions uh, take place has changed, but the the oldest continuous rodeo uh, is, in fact, nearby in Payson. And uh, then there's the one in Prescott, which is also old. (laughs) Yes. And, and, you know, these are, these again started back when our, when our state was not yet recognized as a state and um, the, the, the cowboys would round up and that would be how they would, um, and, you know, have some entertainment and take care of some things. And a lot of um, arguments and shots would be settled by um, the outcome of rodeo. So the the city of Payson had the opportunity to be host of that first uh, rodeo. So there's some stories like that. We have the historic Route 66 throughout the state of Arizona, and there's some great stories along there. Of course, we've talked on numerous occasions about our tribal communities. 22 sovereign Native American communities reside here in the state of Arizona with their own set of history and culture. And, um, you know, if you've had an opportunity to visit the um, Heard Museum here in the Phoenix area, there's a fabulous museum, a, a state historical museum on the campus at University of Arizona that has a tremendous amount of uh, displays and exhibits regarding our state's history and a a whole tribute to the tribal community. So if you have any additional interest there. And um, of course, right here in my hometown of Scottsdale, the westmost western town, uh, was started by a U.S. Army chaplain by the name of Winfield Scott. And he started here to create a farming operation and, uh, you know, kind of added this uh, artists and architects that kind of came here. Frank Lloyd Wright being amongst one of the famous that decided to settle here and and create this, um, you know, beautiful Taliesin West and some of the uh, tributes to the Southwestern heritage here. And and uh, we're among the 100 largest U.S. cities but we still pay tribute to our, our Western roots and our Western heritage here in, in Scottsdale. So lots of interesting things to discover. Um, we've highlighted economic development in our in our cities across the, um, the state on previous issues of the Arizona 100. But this one really pays a little bit of tribute to how these cities got their start and some of the, the stories and folklore that develop around them. And, and in a lot of these places, there's still paying homage to these individuals that, you know, helped found uh, their towns and their cities. Um, Another example is the town of Queen Creek, which is in the Southeast Valley. And if you drive through the town, many of the founding families uh, who still live in the area, street names like Ellsworth, Power, Sossaman, Hawes, Combs, Schneff, these are all families that still reside their old farming community and uh, they still have uh, deep roots in the in the town and, and many of which um, generationally still call the town of Queen Creek their hometown. So lots of great things to take a look at across the state. And as the weather is cooling off here in the in the uh, central part of the state, we're starting to see considerably cooler weather towards the north. And uh, it's time to maybe get on the road again and take a look as, as we're getting a little bit more comfortable, a little more freedom out there to take a look at what our state has to offer. 
You know, it's always interesting to note that the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves depend a lot on who's doing the telling and what their relationship is to the events that have happened. I mean, as as a transplant from California myself going into our eighth year here, uh, I continue to be amazed by the many different layers of history and identity and different types of belonging and different ways in which this state has evolved over the years. And certainly the stories that you learn uh, from the original inhabitants have in some ways been uh, less widely known because the European settlers and white folks like to tell stories about white folks. And so, but it's a lot here and there's a lot of richness and certainly the continuity of many of those communities into the very present, very contemporary world we live in now is something that we have highlighted a lot on this show. And it's just a wonderful, rich reminder that um, of the many, many ways in which we're all different and the many ways in which we're the same. Well, and one of the things with, with, um, you know, with a, with a relatively young community, you know, again, 108 years is not by historical perspective, isn't really very old. When you think about the founding fathers in our country and some others, and if you've traveled around the world, you know, buildings that have been around four or five, 600 years, and, you know, we've got a building that's historical that's been around 50 or 60 years. And it's just because of our, you know, how long or how not so long we've been around. But the conversations and, and I think back to some of the stories that, you know, my family has told and the and the my grandparents were telling when we were little about what it was like and and, you know, the the what the, the value they gave to some of the stories that they were telling and the places that they went and the things that they saw and maybe within a larger context, not terribly significant, but in the in that family context, very significant. And again, the memory of the first time we did or the first time that we went, you know, I remember first moving to Arizona and um, we didn't have air conditioning in the car. We didn't need it when we lived in Minnesota. We didn't need it here. And rolling down the windows and going for a Sunday drive was a common occurrence when we were little kids and we'd stop for ice cream or whatnot. Well, you could certainly do those things, but you weren't doing it with the windows rolled down in the middle of the summer. But we have new memories now about some of the places that we stopped along the way. And and for me, that's really where Arizona's history lives is in those memories that we created. And, and the first time we went to the first time that we saw something and, uh, and, you know, read up on it and talked about it and added our own personal feel to why we were remembering that particular location. I'm reminded as well that oral history, uh, the discipline of recording people reflecting on their own lives is a very rich tradition and that many of the libraries and historical centers here in the state have wonderful collections of the spoken recollections of uh, of folks here in the state. And I can't help but wonder as we're here in our own audio format producing a podcast, whether or not we're creating a kind of archive that uh, future generations will look back to uh, and in some way try to figure out what they were all doing back then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then let's say hello to our future selves, right? So if you're tuning in in October of 2030, uh, we are here. We are six months, seven months into a pandemic. We're working from our home offices and and creating new history, I think, is is the, the lesson to be learned there and hopefully learning from that those lessons as well. That's right. Trying to find our way forward, respectful and mindful of the past and yet creating and innovating our way into an unknown and uncertain future. The Arizona 100 is a, a 
twice monthly publication that always has a unique and interesting approach to events and stories throughout the state. Abby Fink is the publisher of the Arizona 100. Abby, how do folks find out about how to subscribe to the publication and how to submit their own stories for consideration? Well, we have a very uh, deep and rich archive on our website at thearizona100.com. And from there, you can subscribe. It is a free newsletter, comes out twice a month, right to your inbox. They are 12 to 15 stories, 100 words. That's it. You can read them very quickly. And it's, as you said, a kind of a snapshot into what's happening across the state. If you have news that you think we would be interested in knowing about and that might have some value to our readers, we invite you to send a note to editor at thearizona100.com. We are regularly looking for content. We need good photos to go along with it because this is a very visual medium. And then we spend a little time here on our podcast talking about the topics that we discuss in the in the issue or really whatever strikes our fancy on a particular day. But um, we're really excited about having this um, this online publication. It's been great over these last several months in particular where our interactions have been a little bit more limiting and we haven't had the opportunity to be out and about. But we are continually impressed by the entrepreneurism and the, the innovation that is happening across our state and the and the real commitment to continuing the, you know, the historical components of our community. And as you said, innovating and moving forward to, you know, to modern times and and how the past is informing what we're doing today. And uh, it's great to be able to tell those stories. And we look forward to hearing from our our listeners and our readers at editor at thearizona100.com. And you can visit us on the web at thearizona100.com. Whether you're listening to us in 2020 or 2037, (laughs) thanks for joining us. Abby, it's great to have you here on the show. Thank you. For all of us here at phx.fm, I'm Dr. Adrian McIntyre. We'll see you next time on the Arizona 100 podcast. 